Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by BetDAC. Get 0% commission on all sports for 100 days when you join BetDAC.com. New customers only, terms and conditions apply. And by All About Sunday, the ownership experience where you can own three racehorses for only £18.99 per month. Visit AllAboutSunday.com to get involved today. Now, here's your host, Emmett Kennedy. Hello and welcome to our last show of 2022. It is great to have your company. I hope you had a great Christmas. And I hope you're looking forward to the new year as we preview the New Year's Eve action. As 2022 goes out with a bang, we'll try and shoot the lights out. And then the New Year's Day action, racing for 2023. And we'll do so in the company of Timeformers. Mark Milligan. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back after my uh, brief sabbatical. I, I had to miss last week's recordings, unfortunately, due to circumstances beyond my control. But everyone did a fantastic job without me but it's great to be back and looking ahead to some fantastic racing over Saturday and Sunday Sunday of course being New Year's Day our man Mark had no voice that ain't no fun (laughs) this time of year I know (laughs) some some would say it's a blessing well if it was reversed then it was me they'd be like oh that's a fuck thank (laughs) god but uh, no that was a disaster for you and uh, yeah, you were missed from the previews, my man. Uh, as you said, thankfully we did well and we had a lot of fun recording them, but I uh, was looking forward to having you on and uh, it, it was a shame. So it's good that we get to do this because we don't normally do a New Year's Day preview. We normally just come back for the reviews, but we decided we'd change things up a little bit and do this one. Um, New Year's Day, Castlecomer in County Kilkenny is the place to be. Uh, there's a thing called the Welly Race. I implore you, Google Welly Race. They tried to make it an Olympic sport. And you know what? It should be an Olympic sport. And they might very well succeed in, in doing so. It's essentially a half marathon run in wellies. Yes, you do kind of have to be a lunatic to do it. But it's great fun. Families, kids, uh, the elderly, and fit people all take part in it. It's great crack. But there's also a parade where floats have been built for months and months and months. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And there's a guest of honor. And the guest of honor this year is Shark Hanlon, who's going to be a busy boy on New Year's Day. He's got a lot of racing, but he's spending the whole day in Castlecomer in County Kilkenny. He is the guest of honor. Is Hewick coming along? Because he likes a pint. Maybe. But a man who definitely likes a pint is Shark Hanlon. He's going to be on stage with me. Uh, we're doing... Stephen Dwyer uh, is going to be hosting a, a racing chat afterwards in the town hall. So we'll have like a racing town hall after the parade. Uh, which should be a bit of fun as everyone's getting their their trophies. You can pop into the hall and, and hear that. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're in and around the Kilkenny area, like thousands of people turn up to this every year. And for the last two years, with 2021, there was no um, parade because, you know, the dreaded C word. Uh, and then at the, for this year, for 2022, New Year's Day, the race went ahead, but that was it. That was all we could do. They are going all out. I've been at uh, several of the meetings. The people who run the Welly Race Committee, like all of the money that is raised goes to local charities, like the, the local hospital. A very deserving charities, very deserving causes. Um, everything is, is given to them. And it, it gives a platform to causes that need it. But also, it's just mad crack. It's great fun. The pubs are going to be packed. The streets are going to be packed. There's going to be thousands of people here and Shark Hanlon 
bring in the crack, bring in the fun. So if you're in and around the area of Kilkenny, Carlow, Waterford, you're trying to figure out what, what am I going to do? Tipperary, even the Tipperary people can come to Kilkenny on New Year's Day. We'll allow you for one day to cross our borders. Um, but it's a lot of fun. So if you're in and around the area, pop in, support it, uh, show your support and have the crack with myself and Shark Hanlon. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Castlecomer, New Year's Day. Uh, we'll try and record that chat. I don't know if we can do that, but we'll try and record it. And if we can, we can. If we can't, then we'll get Shark Handle on at another point. But if you're in and around the, the day, New Year's Day, if you're looking for something to do, pop along and, and say hello. New Year's Eve is... Oh, <laughs> no! Have I just seen... No! <laughs> Mark! Check the results of the six o'clock at Wolverhampton. Hang on. Scriptwriter <laughs> on the heart. 11 to 1. How? How? I know he was carrying 9 stone 10, but he had an official rating of 102, and he was 11 to 1, and Base Note, who was the 7 to 4 favourite, had an official rating of 96. What the hell is going on? I don't know how I didn't see Scriptwriter had been rerouted here. I was backing him for the finale. And he's gone off at 11 to 1 on the all bloody weather without a cent of mine on board. Oh my, that's actually painful. That's, that's just a function of how busy things are over the Christmas period and how much racing there is. That You just miss stuff, don't you? How was he not in my tracker? Oh, I, I actually feel sick. <laughs> oh, dear. What a start. What a start to the show. We've, we've missed out on an 11 to 1 winner. Oh, no. Oh, no. Anyway, we compose ourselves. <clears throat> and we'll take aim at previewing the racing, shall we? Uh, so the Chalo Novices Hurdle, Hermes Allen, well-touted. And very impressive at Cheltenham at the open meeting. Uh, a 6-5 to five favourite currently with BetDAC. And remember, for the first 30 days, 0% commission on all bets. Giving it away. Start your New Year's with a bang at BetDAC.com. Uh, there is no excuse not to be getting involved and taking advantage of all that. Uh, Joy Mansion comes over for Paul Nolan. Has been backed sevens into sixes. Uh, Vicky Vale for the skeleton team, uh, eight to one. Crambo for Fergal O'Brien and uh, Paddy Brennan is 12s. And then after that, you're scrolling all the way down, uh, including Thomas Moore, who's sneaking in there at 33 to one, right? There's a lot of talk about these. Hermes Allen, uh, he's a point-to-point winner. But that was very, very impressive in graded company at grade two at Cheltenham. He bolted up on his hurdling debut just by the 27 lengths, and he was a very short press favorite for that race as well. Uh, and then he's absolutely battered music drive last time out. If he turns up in that form, then he'll follow in the footsteps of his stable companions, Brave Man's Game, and last year's winner, Stage Star, and take all the beating here. If he's in that, that level of form, are you expecting him to get the job done? Yeah, I think he's very, very exciting, isn't he? And like you say, this is... Um it's a race that's got quite a, a storied role of honour over the last couple of seasons, isn't it? It was Stage Star and Brave Man's Game. And prior to that, we saw Time Hill and Champ win it. And I don't think it's it's gilding the lily too much to say that Hermes Allen potentially could be up to that sort of level in time. He was wildly impressive on his debut at Stratford, wasn't he? That form was franked as well when Theatre Man came out and won next time. And bear in mind, he slammed Theatre Man by 27 lengths that day. Um, and Theatre Man came out and won next time. He was impressive again in the Ballymore Novices Hurdle, a grade two at Cheltenham last time. The time figure was good. He went nine lengths clear of music drive. He's a, a very, very exciting horse. It'll be a short price for this. So whether he's a betting proposition or not, I'm, I'm not too sure because there are others in here who've got potential. We've got a 13 runner field, haven't we? Mm -hmm. And t I think it's 10 I counted of those 13 have all got the time form P, denoting that they're all going to be capable, presumably, of 
improvement. Although Hermes Allen, he tops the list of those horses with a P, comes out top on the time form ratings. Very, very exciting horse. I think he's going to take a world of beating. I agree. Um, I, I agree. But it is a novice race. And, and as you said yourself, the time form P's are flying around like hotcakes there. There's, there's a lot of horses that have them. Um, there's been a, a tremendous amount of talk about the horse, and I think he is going to take all the beating. It's just whether or not, do you want to be backing him at even money? Like, is, is this the That's price? That's the crux, isn't it? Yeah. So his he's 149p. Joy Mansion is um, 144p. He's very interesting coming over. Um, it, it's very intriguing that um, Paul Nolan has, has decided to come here, and I believe it's the ground... He thinks that the ground will be better at, at um, Newbury on Good to Soft as opposed to Ireland where there's been quite a bit of rain um, and, and he wants to try and, and take full advantage of that. Uh, so he's a very intriguing runner. Um, I, I tell you one who's overpriced and there's no prizes for guessing that I'm clearly somewhat biased when it comes to a David Pipe. But Thomas Moore should not be 33-1 to 1 for this race. He just he just shouldn't be, um, and it's interesting to see the the wide variety of prices available on him. You have major betting companies going sixteens. Uh, in fact, twenties is now the general price, and then there's one major firm is going thirty threes. That's too big. It's too big a price. Uh, he probably hasn't beaten a whole lot, mm. but my goodness. Worcester was good and Wing Canton was better. Like he absolutely dotted up that day. And he had the odds on favourite beaten. Like last Royal was well fancied for that race. When he fell, he was already beaten. He'd torn him apart that day. Um I don't know how good Twin Power is. He he hadn't won in two starts for Nichols prior to that, but you couldn't be anything but impressed with the visual impression of, of what Thomas Moore has done. Uh, he's an Irish point-to-point winner who has joined, and it took him a while to get off the, the mark, to be fair. Um, but he he did win a point-to-point in Ireland for Colm Bow. Uh, he's got a lot of experience from that field, and he's won twice over hurdles. This is going in at the deep end, and he's going to need to improve. But I think time form raised him quite highly. Like, it's 149p for Hermes Allen, 143p for Thomas Moore. He looks a a very interesting prospect for the season ahead. And a horse that David Pipe's going to have a lot of fun with. And he was third favorite for the potato race at the Cheltenham December meeting. We've all been caught was a red hot favorite for that race. He was third favorite, right? 3 to 1, 4 to 1. Now you're getting 33s about him here. It's too big. When they're paying, I think you can get four places with a number of firms. That's that's too big a price. What do you make of him? Yeah, my worry with him is that I, I just to come back on a point that you initially made, where he doesn't seem like he's beaten an awful lot. I think that race at Worcester was it was quite a poor maiden that he won there, and. The Wincanton race, yes, he won it by 57 lengths, but with Last Royal running as badly as he did, and you were right, he was he was beaten out of sight when he fell. But that clearly wasn't his running. So he's not run his race. So take him out. We don't, we don't really know how good Twin Power is. The other two are basically useless. Um, my worry is whether there's much depth to what he's beaten. But conversely to that, the point you make is that he could not have done it any easier and he potentially has plenty more to come. This is this is a big, big step up. This is the acid test for him here. But like you say, for a horse who's essentially rated on time form figures around about six pounds below Hermes LN, 33, see, it was 33 to one? 33s. It, yeah, it, it probably is a little bit too big, but... I'm struggling to see Hermes Allen beaten here because I just think he's a very, very exciting prospect. 
Yeah, he, he certainly is. Um, the horses he beat in his point-to-point have been beaten since. One of them won. Uh, La Del Roses came out and won, but then got absolutely spanked at Thurless again uh, on his next start. So I, I don't know. He cost a fortune uh, after winning at uh, Kyrgyzstan. 350 grand, I think they paid for him. Uh, and he's clearly, yeah. look, he's clearly stepped up in the sense that he's been able to go to Cheltenham and utterly just treat his rivals with complete and utter contempt. And Music Drive is not a bad horse at all. Um, there was a Willie Mullins horse in that race as well that was very highly touted beforehand um, and, and just couldn't get there. And that that's the race that we were looking at. We've all been caught and saying, oh, that was very eye-catching. Like You liked We've All Been Caught for that potato race mm. that ended up being cancelled um, where Thomas Moore was going to take him, him on. So... I believe we've all been caught runs on New Year's Day, and he's going to be a, a short price favorite, or at least that's the way things are, are currently shaping up. But I, t- I just think, look, it's a, it's a grade one, it's a grade one novice, and we're still learning about these horses. Hermes Allen will probably win; he's definitely the most likely winner. But at the prices where the best is six to five, and you're getting. You can get 33s about Thomas More. I'll, I'll take an each-way punt on Thomas More in the hope that he can run a, a massive race uh, and sneak fourth because they are paying... A lot of the firms are paying four places. So I'll, I'll go for the scumbag each-way bet on, on Thomas More. Um, Hermes Allen for you? Yeah, I'll be sticking with Hermes Allen. I think it's very exciting. All right, okay. That, that race was worth unpicking. Uh, I think we'll be a little bit quicker, though, with the 2.25, uh, which is the Carl Racing Club, Mandarin, Handicap Chase. Uh, you really like Venetia Williams' horse here? Yeah, the 2.25. Sorry, I was... My, my mind had wandered to uh, one of the other races there for some reason. Yeah, Lascarlin, who I think is a really interesting horse, and not only is he interesting in terms of his form, but there's an angle here that you know I like. Second run after second, a wind up. Second run after a wind up. And he managed to win first run after a wind up at Ludlow, beating tied times by three lengths. And now my thinking is that he potentially could have even more to come. Yep. Now getting a little bit more confidence under his belt with the uh, the fact that he's able to run unhindered, his breathing not causing him any problems. He went with a, a lot of zest there and he was backed as well. He was backed like they knew he was on a decent mark off 128. This is a step up in grade, but he's only been nudged up five pounds for that win at Ludlow. So I thought he was really interesting in here. He's got to be very, very high on the list, and um, I would not have any interest in taking you on, my friend. I'm going to be rowing in behind you there um, with with that one. We'll go to the 115 at Newbury. Uh, it's a handicap chase. We've got 11 runners currently over two and a half miles, and Venetia Williams has got the favourite here as well. Uh, Gamaret for Charlie Deutsch, a 5-2 to two shot. Gallic Jordy with uh, Robbie Dunn on board. Uh, fours only money. Chris Gordon, Tom Cannon is the same price. And um, not available a 14th shot, just to give him an old mention. Uh, anything that really tickles your fancy here? Yeah, I'm not going to be particularly inventive in this race either. I thought Gamma Ray, who and I think our old friend Neil Phillips, the wine tipster, will will um, hopefully put us right here. But I think Gamma Ray is a, a, is a form of French wine. Ooh. I could be. I could be wrong. I'm sure Neil will, will let us know if I am Neil's wrong. Neil's ears are, are um, burning. By the way, I've got message, <laughs> messages from people who were buying some of Neil's uh, wine picks and the 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 Jemson that I recommended, the, um, oh God, what is it? Is it the uh, Caskmate? It's beautiful. There's a bottle of it here. Well, there's half a bottle of it left here. Uh, it's, um, it's delicious. So for those of you who took Neil's advice and, and some of mine, uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, proceed, my man. Yeah, sorry. Um, Gamma Ray. Now, what I found particularly interesting about Gamma Ray is that he's a novice hurdle winner, but they're now forsaking the option of going into novice chases and going straight into a handicap for his chasing debut. He's only a six-year-old. A mark of 115 is 
eminently workable here. If he can jump fences as well as he jumped hurdles on the way to his win last time at Fontwell, then a mark of 115 could underestimate him significantly. And I thought it was really interesting that they decided to target this race rather than go for, for any old novice chase with this one. Hmm. Hmm. Um, he's a big player. And the 5-2, to two, the more you talk about him, the 5-2 to two starts to, to look intriguing. I, I had been interested in Gallic Geordie. Um, they ran him at Lingfield a week ago, and that didn't exactly go to plan, but he's been given the opportunity to put that right. Um, and he would have a, a massive chance. He would have to have a, a big play as long as he's okay. He was staying on really strongly, and he just slipped up. So he'd have a chance, but only only that. And I think the argument that you've made for, for Gararet, or however the pronunciation is, oh, we started strongly, um, is the way to go. 3.35. This will be live on ITV and racing TV as well. It's over two miles, six and a half furlongs. It's a limited handicap chase. And with BetDAC, Bold Endeavour on a second start for Nicky Henderson is the 9-2 to two favourite. Nothing to ask. 11-2 to two with BetDAC. Unanswered prayers for Chris Gordon. And Tom Cannon, a six to one shot. Uh, Dr. Ken, Ollie Murphy, and Aidan Coleman, 13 to two from sevens. Which direction are you looking at here for the 335? Yeah, I was quite interested in T for three, who's rattled up a hat trick. He's been given a 49 day break since the last of those wins at Utoxeter in November. What's particularly intriguing about T for free, not T for three, T for free, (laughs) (laughs) is that he's quite lazy and he's quite idle. He's not the kind of horse who it appears that they get to the bottom of during his races. And he was impressive two starts ago at Utoxeter when he won by 15 lengths, not quite as impressive last time. He only won by one and a half lengths, but I think he wasn't doing a tap in front, to be perfectly honest. And this is the kind of horse that the handicapper will find difficult to pin down, given that he is a bit idle. He's been put up six pounds since that run. It's off a mark of 131. Still think there's some mileage in that mark, and uh, he was the most interesting here for me. Makes a strong play. Um, the one I was looking at was Unanswered Prayers, who's a six to one shot. Um, he's taken three of his nine over hurdles and uh, was switched defences at Cheltenham last time out and won quite well. Uh, I thought he's he and Railway Hurricane, who was the second, they've pulled miles clear of everything else. Um, that was a, a Gavin Cromwell horse. And if he can build on that, then he would have a chance. But I think I, I might be more intrigued to, to follow you, actually. Um, he, he's on the short list, but like half a point win bet was like my, in theory, recommendation. I wasn't exactly falling over myself to get stuck into him. Um, so let's let's follow Mark. Uh, Mark, anything else that you want to mention on New Year's Eve? Um, now, this race is not being covered on ITV. The 12.40 at Newbury... We should give a mention to Jet Powered because he's very, very exciting. I know you think very highly of Jet Powered, don't you? Mm-hmm. And he was impressive on his hurdling debut for Nicky Henderson. He won't be a backable price in here. He'll be he'll be one to two, two to five, or something. But potentially one of the nicest novices we've seen so far this season. Certainly on this side of the Irish Sea. We know how many good ones there are on the other side of the Irish Sea, but jet-powered in the 12.40. If you're a racing TV subscriber, do try to catch that. That's going to be an essential race to watch because all the expectation is going to be on jet-powered and what he did in November beating Ithac Blue, who I think is now on the sidelines, but they want to try and get him back. I don't think he's out of the spring um, the reason I'm mentioning him is because Dan Skelton rates him very, very highly uh, and is expecting big things from him this season. I think the plan with Ithac Blue when I spoke to him for TalkSport and we released it on the final furlong was they're going to run him in grade ones or or they're going to treat him as a grade one hurdler for the season, try and win one. And if they don't, then he can come back next year 
Ilay Tom style, still qualified for the novices, and on they go. But he's got a bright future, and Jet Powered battered him. Absolutely battered him. However, I would watch this race very much with an eye on Jet Powered, but I would have a bet as well. Not on Jet Powered, on Iniston for Gary Moore and Jamie Moore. Gary Moore's horses tend to improve from their first run. He doesn't really put the gun to their head first time out, which makes the performance of uh, Givega, it it puts that in a a whole new context because Givega came out and won so impressively and he's then gone to Fontwell and he's won really impressively there as well and he's now a bit of a contender for the major contender, I would say, for the the Tallworth. He's won by 13 lengths and 5 lengths on, on Boxing Day, St. Stephen's Day as well. Um, so he's a he's a big player. So it doesn't always pan out this way, but often Gary's horses will be better on their second start for the art. That being said, he's had this guy for a while. I think he's had him for over a year. And look at who he beat. Irish Point. Who was a whisker away from winning the Royal Bond. And who the... Elliot team think the world of. They're very mm. excited about him. Uh, he'll be staying out of Covega's way, but uh, I think we're going to see him in the Lawler, Nace Lawlers of Nace Novice Hurdle, which is not a difficult pronunciation to get at all. Um, but he's, I think he's 11 to 2 right now. And I would post up on BetDAC. I would ask for at least 11 to 2 and see if he can get it. I'd be intrigued in him. He'll have to put up a big performance, but clearly he's he's held in very high regard. He came with a big reputation. The horse he beat has gone on to win for Gordon Elliott and be narrowly beaten in a grade one with a, a huge lack of experience for Irish Point. This is a grade one horse in the making. They both are. They're mm. both potentially supreme novice hurdle candidates. Jet Powered certainly leads the way at the moment. Second run after a wind up two, by the way. Oi, oi. Uh, but... Inniston, who has been with Gary Moore for a year, has very exciting form from his native France and is very highly regarded. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he puts up a big, big display. Watch both of them. Uh, 12.40 Newbury, but if if we can get 11-2 to two in what really is a match between these two, then I'll, I'll take the 11-2. to two. Thanks very much. Um, the others that interested me, does it... Utoxiter... Hmm. Uh, we're really going left field now. Uh, Utoxister, 12.03. Uh, there's a couple of horses in my tracker who are running in this race, but the one that I'm drawn to is, uh, is a horse called Well Dick. Um, he was beaten by Paul Nichols' horse on debut for the yard. He cost 135000 He won a point-to-point in Ireland, and he's related to a number of winners. He will win a maiden hurdle. And this presents him with a very good opportunity. So I'd be a little bit disappointed if he can't win. I think his price is fives. Yeah, Charlie Longston, Brian Hughes, champion jockey on his back. If he can build on, on that hurdling debut, then five to one for Charlie Longston is, is big, in my opinion. I, w- I would be taking that. Uh, the other one that interested me... Do, 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 do. Oh, yes. Uh, on me. On me. And the reason I'm mentioning him is because Dennis O'Regan talked about him. This is the horse who was second to Fasal Vega on his hurdling debut when Fasal Vega won by 97 links. Uh, this fella stayed on to be second that day. He's probably going to be overpriced in the market. Uh, in fact, the forecast prices sees the Willie Mullins horse a 7-4 to favourite. And on, on me, which is... Uh, anybody who learned Irish listening to this podcast is banging their head off the desk. But if you're a long-time <laughs> listener to the show, you'll know it never went in for me. French, it doesn't prove it on this show because I never get French pronunciations right, but I got an A in that and then forgot it all. And Irish, it just never went in for me. So however it is I'm supposed to pronounce this name, on me, A-N space M-H-I, he's forecast to be a force shot. That's too big. That's, that's, that's too big. He's not going to be that price. Is, is there, has anybody priced this race up? Nobody has. Bastards. Uh, I, I would be interested in him. Uh, and that's it. That, that completes New Year's Eve for me. Uh, so we'll go on to 2023. Let's move on to New Year's Day. Happy New Year, Mark. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, the Novices Chase, <clears throat> or Paddy Power Novices Chase, really should be the dipper. Uh, we've got a 6-5 to five favorite in Mon Morale. 
5-4 to four best price with Betdak for Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. Thunder Rock, Ollie Murphy and Adrian Heskin is a 9-4 to four shot. He was in on the 27th at Kempton, but they've decided to come here instead. Um, Adrian Heskin, as I said, on board. Bullport, who was disappointing behind Ballygriffin College last time out, but was very impressive when he's chasing debut. A sixes shot if he can bounce back. Mark, who do you like? Yeah, I like Thunder Rock. I, I wasn't that interested in, in Mon Morale at a very short price for all that he brings really decent form to the table, doesn't he? He was second to John Bond on his chasing debut. No disgrace in losing out to John Bond by seven lengths. But when you look at both time form ratings and official ratings, both of those have got Thunder Rock ahead of Mon Morale. And he's done absolutely nothing wrong, has he? He's, he's completed a hat-trick on his last three starts. Is he potentially not getting as much respect as he should because he's trained by Ollie Murphy rather than a, a Paul Nichols or whoever? If you swapped Ollie Murphy for Paul Nichols here, Monmoral Thunder Rock, would Thunder Rock then be favourite? That's the question sure. I think I'd be asking myself. Sure. Um, so, no, I don't think... Thunder Rock's getting enough respect, and I liked him in here in a race to me that will always be known as the Dipper. Yeah, it's the, it's the Dipper. I mean, look, we we love we love backing David Pipe trend horses, and we love mentioning old sponsor names of races like the Hennessy. But this is the Dipper, and I'm with you. I think Thunder Rock wins this. Um, it is becoming a cliched thing now, but if you did change stables, Thunder Rock is five to four, and Mon Morale is nine to four. Mon Morale has a future, and. John Bond fans, if you're bridge jumping with John Bond uh, for the Arkle, then you're going to be keeping a very close eye on this to see how Mon Morale gets on uh, and Kenny Frankie's form. And he might very well. He was a much better hurdler than, than Thunder Rock was. But Thunder Rock is a mark of 150, Mon Morale 148. Um, and I, I thought that dismissal of Solo was really impressive at Ascot last time. He did that so easily. He's a very talented novice. And he'll be seven by the time the race rolls around. Uh, I, I would happily take on Mon Morale with him. Uh, I think five to two, nine to, nine to four, best price. I think nine to four is is, uh, is is fair. I think it's very, very fair. Um, all right, so we're both in the same, going for the same horse. Are, are we going to be going for the same horse, though, in the, the feature event of the day, the big handicap chase? Uh, is this the feature event or is the Rakeel the feature? In terms of prize money, it would be this race, wouldn't it? Yeah. Although the the real Keel's a, a cracker as well, isn't it? Oh, it's a proper race. It's a proper race. But yeah, this is this is the feature. This is a good race as well, though. We shouldn't do this race down because this oh, is no. A, a, no, no, a no. superb handicap. I'm um, certainly not. And we've this is one of the advantages of not reaching for all that I criticised them the BHA not saving the December race uh, the December Gold Cup here's the advantage you get a lot of the players from that race like Stolen Silver and El Rodato lining up here and El Rodato second run after a wind up is favourite uh, the old favourite Mark Milligan angle he's the 11-2 to favourite along with Midnight River for the Skeletons who's the same price Stolen Silver 17-2 to two. Brave Seska for Venetia and Charlie Deutsch uh, nine shot and a little bit on the drift uh, Warlord who was battered by Green Teen in the Halton Gold Cup and f and was fancy to win that race that day. Uh, an 11th shot and uh, the old slow coach, uh, Dehran Dishserak. Dish hey, it's not your fault that people keep putting you up and you keep getting beaten, but 18s uh, about him. Right, who do you like in the, the feature race for New Year's Day at Cheltenham? Yeah, I was keen on Midnight River from Dan Skelton Yard. I thought he ran an absolute cracker in the Paddy Power Gold Cup in November and I think you can put an even better spin on that performance for two reasons um, the two horses that beat him Galore and French Dynamite were ridden more prominently than he was in a race that didn't unfold at a particularly strong pace I would say it was just a sound pace nothing more than that and he did go around the houses a bit there as well um, he covered more ground than those two and still ran an absolute corker to finish third. For me, 
that was a run that suggests Midnight River is more than capable of winning one of these big handicaps. And for all that this is a, a really deep race, I think a repeat of the form he showed in that Paddy Power Gold Cup would be good enough to win this. I'm with his his rival from the open meeting, Il Ritato. Um I completely get it with Midnight River. I, I, I get it totally. But Il Ritato threw in a, a howler at the last, which would have cost him, it probably cost him third. Um, and he needs to knock that crap out of his racing. If he makes a mistake like that again, mm. then it's game over. Forget about it. But I really fancied him for that December Gold Cup and I fancied him to step forward big time. He has kind of profile that Paul Nichols has for that race is to prep at November and then win in December. Um, and I, I thought he was going to come in with a massive chance and I'm still with him. I'm still with him. Um I think he's got a major chance. I'm keeping the faith with him. Uh, Midnight River can absolutely beat him, and he needs to cut out the mistakes. But if he gets a clear round ahead, which I think he's capable of, then that 11-2 to two is going to look big. And it's a race that Paul Nichols has done well in over the years. Uh, the Raquel. The Raquel hurdle. Right, Marie's Rock. 5-2 to two favorite as we record with uh, with Betdak. In fact, 11-4. to four. The price has been updated. I like to move it. They're all going up in distance for fear of Constitution Hill. Uh, Two-mile hurdlers? Nah, let's try and make them into two-and-a-half-mile hurdlers. Let's try and make them into stairs hurdle candidates. Uh, so I like to move it. Fours. Uh, first Street for Constitution Hill's trainer, Nicky Henderson, is a five-shot. Nappers Hill is the same price, fives, and then it's nine-to-one bar. Who really takes your eye in the Raquel hurdle? Well, I'll tell you, who doesn't at the prices? Marie's Rock. Thank you. I think. Thank you. I think this is much deeper than the opposition that she has been beating. She has next to nothing in hand of uh, quite a few of these on both official ratings and time form ratings. I'm quite surprised to see her put up as favourite to be perfectly honest, and the fact she's giving up recency to everything in the field, isn't she? She's having to come off a 246-day layoff, which shouldn't be an issue given who she's trained by, but you're asking her to, you know, come off a long layoff against the best opposition that she's ever faced, and she needs to improve to win the race. So I wasn't interested in her at a shortish price at all. Especially, I like to move it, especially should be Especially an open company. Yeah. I, I like to move it should be favourite in here. I thought that Greatwood performance was, was a superb performance. I don't think he'll have any trouble at all stepping up in trip. I think he sets a very clear standard on that Greatwood form. He should be favourite. Very, very keen on him in here. I'm very keen on Horace as well. Um, First Street, I think, is very interesting. One that Jerry Fielden... Uh, which is the race Epitant took en route to Champion Hurdle Victory, and he did that off top weight. But the horse I really like is Nappers Hill. And it's it's almost a rerunning in my mind of, of the Beulah, uh, because a lot of these horses were going there. I like to move at First Street and Nappers Hill. We're all going to clash in that Beulah. Um, so again, I, I clearly I was wrong. Well done to the BHA for not saving the Beulah, because you then get all these horses rocking up at the Raquel and trying further. Uh, I liked him for the Beulah. I like him more for this. I like um, Napper's Hill far more for this race because I think the step up in distance is going to suit him. Um, he's in a terrific vein of form. The performance at Wincanton where he beats Soul Royal at a track and in a race that Soul Royal has basically made his own. Like Soul Royal's a, a top horse on his day and Napper's Hill was, was pretty exciting in the way he did it. Uh, I've mentioned this before. The fact that he stays over hurdles is a tip in itself this season. Like Paul does exceptionally well with novice chasers, and he's built like a chaser. Yet he's decided to stick down the hurdle route. Nobody probably expected Constitution Hill to do what he's doing. It's extraordinary, and I'm looking forward to breaking down his performance, just the 17 links, in the Christmas hurdle uh, on on Tuesday's review shows. Uh, 
but Naprasil is, is very interesting to me here. And what's really key is is the price, the fives. I have zero interest in Marie's Rock at 11 to 4. Uh, I like to move it is very fairly priced at 4 to 1 and is a massive player. So is First Street, but I think Naprasil is the one who's going to come out on top. Um, you now, got- I, as, as you know, I was also keen on Napa's Hill yeah, for that Bueller. Right. Um, but for me, what swings it, I like to move its way, is the fact that he's proven around Cheltenham. And I like that. Mm. I like that he's proven around Cheltenham. He's got a really good record here. Napa's Hill has got to improve to beat him, but you know, there's every reason to believe he'll do that. But I just came down on the side of I like to move it here. It's the Cheltenham angle more than anything that, that swayed me here. Yeah, and there's the £2 penalty that Naprasil has to carry as well. He's carrying 11-6, and I like to move it as on 11-4. Now, I'd be disappointed if, if he's beaten a short head. I'm not going to be saying, oh, it was the £2 that did it. Um, I feel Napper's Hill is more suited to going up and trip than I like to move it. I like to move it was, was going for the Beulah and is being trained for the champion hurdle by Nigel Tristan Davis, or at least that's what he was doing with him. Um, I'm not entirely certain that two mile four is what he wants, whereas I think Napersil will stay. Um, in fact, we already know that he will. You know, he's a distance winner. He was very impressive at, at Chepstow at the start of the season, um, winning, a, winning a handicap hurdle. So if he can continue to build on, on what he's done so far this season then he can take his winning run to five, and I think he's going to be the one that they have to beat. Um, we've, we've got a false favourite in Marie's Rock, and it's a case of choose who you want to go with. Do you want to go with Mark and I like to move it, or do you want to go with with uh, me and Napper's Hill? Whichever one you decide to go with, I think I think the one, two, three is going to be Napper's Hill, First Street, I like to move it, in whatever order. It could easily be I like to move it. I'm hoping it's going to be Napper's Hill, but this step up in distance should should suit him, I hope. Um, Q Marie's Rock wins by like 15 lengths, and we've got egg <laughs> all over our faces. Uh, the handicap hurdle at 3.05. Again, Racing TV and ITV will bring you the cover. Not ITV4, actual ITV. Terrific. Um, Jet of Magic for Paul Nichols is the 9-2 to two favorite with Betak from a Buffalo Soldier for Warren Greatrix, who's had a, a great festive time. Uh, on the track, a five to one shot. Call me Lord for Nikki is an eleven to two shot, uh, and then it's seven to one about the rest, like Dolphin Square, Wild About Oscar, and all of the rest of them. Right? Who do you like? Yeah, I like the Buffalo Soldier in here. He's unexposed. He was a winner last time at Newbury in a a similar grade of handicap to this one. I think there's still some legs. In his mark of 127, he gets in light, 10 stone, 3. There could still be plenty more to come from this one. I wouldn't say I was really, really strong on him. Um, It's probably of all the races on New Year's Day, it's probably that that we look at. It's probably the one that I've got the... Well, not not a a particularly strong opinion on, shall we say. but I thought a Buffalo Soldier had plenty to recommend him off that mark of 127 and the fact that he's still relatively unexposed compared to some of these. But it would just be small stakes for me in this race. I'm with you. Uh, and I'm very much with a Buffalo Soldier as well. Um, Warren Greatrick's team have been doing well. He had three winners over the the festive period. Um, he's operating at a 21% runners to form percentage according to the Racing Post uh, but what he did at Newbury last time was was impressive um, he showed a good determination to man- manage to, to get up and he's improved for the step up and distance as well which should help him again here so yeah, I like him an awful lot actually uh, I'd, I'd be a bit more bullish than you uh, I, think, I think he's the one to be with and I think he's going to take a lot of beating um, yeah, he's he's a confident selection for me in uh, in the three o'clock, uh, and that brings us to two forty five at Musselburgh as we as we switch tracks. Um, I don't have betting, or do I? I do. Ignore what I just said. Uh, Al Zaquan for Shawnee Quinlan and Archie Watson seventy two. Home public a nine to two shot. Now I don't know who Mark likes. But he did say, I've got one 
in the 245 of Musselboro. Tell me again how, how you phrased it. Like you were building this up as like one of your, don't tell me who it is yeah. yet. <laughs> this is probably one of my strongest bets, if not the strongest bet of the jump season so far. Um, super nap, shall we call it? Super nap. Um, yeah, very, very keen on one in here. Okay, and you haven't told me who it is? No, I haven't. No. So I'm gonna... I've, I've, I've allowed you to play your powers of deduction. So I'm going to guess, and I think it's the one that catches the eye most of all, and that's a home public. Oh. Oh. It shoots, but it goes wide. Oh, no. Of course, regular listeners with decent memories will know that I tipped home public on Tingle Creek Day at Sandown mm-hmm. when he was third to uh, Love Envoie. Envoie. And to be honest, I was just a little bit disappointed by that run, to be honest. I was expecting a bit more from him in that race. The one I really like in here, and who could still be potentially thrown in, given how good he was on the flat, is Al Zarakan. Oh. Archie Watson's. Okay. Now, this was a horse who, at his peak, was rated 107 on the flat and has won his last four races over hurdles, significantly getting better and better each time. And what the, the biggest feature for me is how slick Al Zarakan's jumping has become. He won over this course and distance last time, um, a handicap, and he travelled supremely well. He jumped really slickly. He won by three lengths. No exaggeration to say that that three lengths could have been ten lengths if he'd really been pushed out. I think a mark of 127 underestimates him by quite some way. Now, if you get a horse who was really good on the flat, and we've seen plenty of them over the years, haven't we? And the one thing that stops them translating that really good flat form to hurdles, if they do get stopped in their tracks, is the fact they don't jump slickly enough. And I think when we saw we saw high definition win, didn't we, on his hurdling debut last week? Now, for me, high definition's class carried him through there for all that he didn't jump very well. If high definition could jump as slickly as Al Zarakan jumps, there's no doubt he'll go right to the top of the tree in hurdling terms. Al Zarakan jumps like an absolute natural over hurdles now. It's taken him a little while to put it together, but he's so slick, he spends very, very little time in the air, and the fact that he can do that then enables all that class from the flat to show when it comes to putting the race to bed. And he's going to be simply too quick for these if he jumps as well as he did last time. Very, very keen on Al Zarakan in here. You've sold me. You've sold me as well. Um, that's that's enough. I, I don't I don't need to say anything else other than load up the gravy train for Al Zarakan. Seven to two. Come on, Shawnee Quinlan, bye! Get the job done for Archie Watson. And uh, let's get on the gravy train with him. Uh, I was full sure you were going to say, Hum Public. Uh, I'm more than happy to switch to Alzarakan. Uh, let's go. Uh, 2.15, Tremor. This has become the Willie Mullins benefit over the years. It's the other Savile's chase. Uh, four renewals of this one by Album Photo. Uh, Willie had previously won it with Marito. Apt Approach. I loved that horse. Uh, and Barker to name but a few. Statler is the even money favourite from Gold Cup runner-up Manila Indo and former Gold Cup winner uh, at 6-4 to four, with Rachel Blackmore on board, rerouted from Leopardstown. Both of these horses rerouted from Leopardstown to here and you can have whatever price you want about the rest uh, including two Willie Mullins horses there to just keep everybody company and pick up some prize money. As Dennis O'Regan was saying on one of the Christmas previews, this is 
one of the reasons why Willie Mullins is the genius that he is and why he's champion trainer. He's exceptionally good at putting other horses in races he knows he's going to win to snap up all that prize money. Um, the betting forecast was Manila Indo favourite, odds-on favourite, which I was saying to you off-air, have they seen Manila Indo run lately? Uh, Sattler has literally £10 improvement to find, but I'd have backed him for the Lexus. I'd have backed him for the Saddles. Uh, and I would back him here as well. I think even money is, is reasonable. Um, and this is going to tell us an awful lot more about both horses. If Statler can win and beat Manila Indo in the process, and a Manila Indo who runs well, then we've got a, a proper Gold Cup horse in our hands. Absolutely. Um, look, I think the first thing to say about Manila Indo is you, you're going to have to be brave, aren't you, if you want to back it at a short price after that. Punchestown run when and, and I think that run had been somewhat foreshadowed in the Gold Cup as well because although on the face of it finishing second in the Gold Cup at Cheltenham is a really good run he finished really weakly that day didn't he yep. he he just finished so weakly and then the tongue tie went on didn't it for the first time at Punchestown he was weak in the betting he ran no sort of race at all he looks to me I certainly finished last season like a horse who's got a bit of a hole in him, physical issue, respiratory issue maybe. Something just wasn't quite right, was it, with the way Manella Indo finished last season. And look, you wouldn't put it past Henry de Bromhead to figure out what, what was wrong with him and get him back on track. But, you know, these two horses are going to be reasonably similar prices aren't they even six to four something like that i'd much rather be with the horse in statler who has yet to fully show his hand over fences and could have plenty plenty more to come it's entirely possible that we're both overthinking this that um you know run while fred would have been would be lapped in this race with all due respect uh and, and statler beat him by eight lengths at cheltenham so Again, you've got £10 improvement to find and you're dealing with a, a former Gold Cup winner who was good enough to be second in a Gold Cup in Manila Indo. But the way a Plutard won that race, if a Plutard is back to the Plutard we know he can be, he's a major Gold Cup player. Everything else in that race just got absolutely destroyed. Like Protectorat clearly wasn't at his best. I think that's, that's reasonable. Or maybe the conditions of that race at that time didn't suit him as well. And he's a changed proposition on soft ground at Haydock, smaller field races, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's one horse in the ascendancy and there's one horse who just seems to be leveling off and possibly in decline. And I'll, I'll go with the one who's who's in the ascendancy in Statler. Um, yeah. I, I like this horse an awful lot. Start of the season, I was putting up two horses anti-post for the Gold Cup. My, my reasoning was on Gallop on the Champ, I thought he was too short. And I love that horse. If you're a long-time listener to the show, you know how much I love that horse. The two I put up for the Gold Cup were Brave Man's Game at 33-1, to 1, which is looking all right now, and Statler with Paul Ferguson. So if you took the 33s about Brave Man's Game, then you're doing well. Hopefully Statler can win and, uh, and shorten as well. Uh, did I get stuck into those? Yes, I did. Did it include... Was it all in anti-post lucky 31s that included Sir Gerard for the champion hurdle? Yes, it did. Who is now out of Cheltenham? <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well, we'll have to fight another day. Um, that's pretty much it, isn't it? For, for New Year's Day. Yeah, that is. That is it. We, we saved the best to last. We're both, with, um, we're both with him. So anything else that you would like to mention for New Year's Day? Any other business? Any um, other I business? think there's a there's an interesting Grade Three mares chase at Fairy House. Um, it's not again not a race that I had a very strong opinion in, but Scarlet and Dove for Joseph O'Brien. Yes, she's a, a nice mare, isn't she? And she'll take plenty of beating in there. But it's all about Al Zarikan at, at Musselburgh for me um, on New Year's Day. Um, Hopefully, 
I can get back whatever we spend on New Year's Eve or wherever we go and whatever we do because, yeah, it's all about Al Zarakan for me on New Year's Day. Really, really keen on this one. I'm liking that a lot. Uh, there's two bumper horses who are going to be in action. So we've got uh, Chisaro with Patrick Mullins on board for Willie in the 345 at Ferry House. That's, uh, that's going to be a very informative race. We've seen some very informative bumpers in Ireland over the last few days, and um, including uh, yesterday, uh, as my results card goes completely awry here, uh, yesterday at Leopardstown, the Mullins team won the bumper, but not Willie. Willie had the second and third. Uh, the winner came from Tom. And Thomas Mullins bred this horse, uh, Facile Mode. No experience whatsoever. No point-to-point experience. Never ran on a bumper. Bolted up. Absolutely bolted up. One by two and three-quarter lengths and looked as though it could have won by further if they wanted uh, that's an exciting horse. But there were plenty of bumpers, fact of file and, and other horses who won over the previous few days who looked like they've got very, very bright futures. And um, they haven't been shying away from taking one another on. Like Gordon has, has fired a number of bullets at bumpers. Willie has been taking his own horses on as well. Um, and in this one, we've got uh, a, a number of very interesting horses. Uh, there is... Do, 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 do. There's a stellar story for Gordon with young uh, Swan on board. Uh, Dino Land cost a fortune, didn't he? Cost of cost a fortune, stellar story, and is highly regarded. Dino Land has been well entered up and seemingly has a bit of a reputation as well. But Cicero is the one I would be with um, because Cicero has got a bit of a reputation too was well bought for about 75 grand, I think. Uh, they were looking at Leopardstown Monday, which is the race that Alaho and Champagne Fever... So it's St. Stephen's Day. It's the race that Champagne Fever and Alaho were beaten in for Willie Mullins, but he's won that race with Fasal Vega and a number of other very good horses as well. Uh, the other one they had mentioned for was the Wednesday, and they ended up winning that with uh, Ilantique, who I think is going to be a, a very promising horse as well. It's another one off the William Mullins production line, and I think Chisero will win. Uh, and the other horse is at Cheltenham in the bumper, and it's going to be a big couple of days for the Paul Nichols yard with uh, the superstars that he's potentially throwing out. Hermes Allen, who we've talked about already, who knows how good he could be. Um, you're going to see Mon Morale on New Year's Day. I think he's going to win with Nappers Hill in the Raquel, and he can round off the day with a victory with Meatloaf. Uh, I have no idea how good he was on stable debut because we couldn't see a bloody thing with the fog. It was. I have it on. I have it on good authority that he went like a bat out of hell. That's what I've been told, or at least in and around that, um, he was punted as though defeat was out of the question, and uh, seemingly won well. He was unchallenged. Well on top at the finish. Uh, he is dropping in distance. It's a, mile, it's a mile six bumper. That's not going to be any problem to this fella. He's a very, very exciting prospect who's held in high regard by the Nichols team. And the stiff finish at Cheltenham will make up for the fact that they're dropping in, in distance. And I, I, he'll win. He will. It's it's not even a case of, oh, he might win. No, he'll win. Um, Some good horses in there against him. But he'll win. So Meatloaf and Chisero in the bumpers uh, at Cheltenham and Ferry House are the two to, to keep a close eye on. Uh, I would make a quick mention for that novice hurdle at Cheltenham on the, the 12.10. We've all been caught, seeing as we've mentioned Thomas Moore uh, and we've mentioned Hermes Alan as well. I, they'll, be, they'll be disappointed if he doesn't win there, I, I would imagine. That's a good opportunity for him. And he has the potential to be a leading light for the Nigel Tristan Davis yard for some years to come. So we've all been caught to get back to winning ways. He won a, a bumper at Newbury for the yard last year. Uh, and this is this presents a really good opportunity for him as well, the 12-10 at Cheltenham. What, what a, stra- a strapping sort he is as well. Ooh. Keep an eye on him because he's, he's huge. He's going to be a chaser in time. Really, really fills the eye we've all been caught. Yeah, he's a, he's a very, very interesting runner. Um, 
I just did I mention OMV for yesterday? OMV runs on New Year's Day. Apologies, twelve fifty fairy house. Um, getting confused with the the multitude of uh, of racing and horses that are are going to be coming along thick and fast. Um, so yeah, that look, they're the horses that I would bring to everybody's attention. Uh, keep a very close eye, and we've all been caught on New Year's Day. Let's see what price he's. I have no idea what price he's going to be. Uh, there's no no betting forecast. There's no no one has priced it up yet, but. We'll keep a very close eye on him. He could be a big player. He could be a big player in the potato race this year. Uh, but those bumper horses, Chisero and Meatloaf, don't be surprised if Stellar Story is the one who comes out on top at Fairy House. But I'll, I'll side with Chisero, and I'm very confident about Meatloaf based on certain things that I've been told. Um, all right, what is your best bet? Let's get the best bet for Saturday. and the be- well, No prizes for guessing what the best bet for New Year's Day is going to be. And if it's not, then <laughs> Steward's Inquiry, Mark Milligan. So, what could your best bet for New Year's Day be, Mark? <laughs> First, best bet for Saturday I would go for Lascalin in the 225 at Newbury and New Year's Day no prizes for guessing Al Zarakan in the 245 at Muscle let's go let's go um, New Year's Day I'll go with Napper's Hill each way and my nap is from left field the more I think about the shallow hurdle, the more I think Thomas More's price of thirty-three to one is absolutely insane. He's the, he's the nap. Oh, swinging for the fences. Let's go. Uh, let's shoot the lights out for New Year's Eve. Let's bring it on. Let's go for it. Swinging for the fences and shooting the lights out, Thomas More. He, each way. 50 the odds, one, two, three, four with more, most firms. Yeah, we'll, we'll take the 33s while it's still there. I don't think that 33s is going to last. I'm seeing, I'm checking out odds checker and I'm seeing 16s and 20s as the, as the general price. But there is a firm who are going 33 to 1. And while Hermes Allen is probably going to absolutely bolt up, my message to you would be punish the bookmakers who are going 33 to 1. Thanks very much, and let's shoot the lights out for New Year's Eve. Um, all right, once again, New Year's Day, Shark Handling, and myself, Castle Comer, the Welly Race. There's a massive parade. Uh, floats have been built for months. All kinds of crack and uh, and great characters will be there for that. And then there's the Welly Race itself. It's literally a marathon in Wellies or a half marathon in Wellies. It is great fun. It's all for a great cause. There'll be thousands of people in Comer on New Year's Day. Uh, pubs are going to be jam-packed. Two years of not being able to do this is going to result in people losing their minds at the fact that we're free and we can go out and enjoy ourselves again. So if you're in and around the Kilkenny, Carlo area, you're looking for something to do on New Year's Day, bring the kids, bring your family, bring your friends, come on down yourself uh, and enjoy the day. Shark handling, uh, myself and it'll be a, a good bit of fun New Year's Day in Castlecomber all kicks off around about midday half twelve something like that um, and Shark Island's going to be in tremendous form I have no idea if Hewick is coming maybe he is he likes to pint that horse but um, if he's not coming then Shark Island will more than make up for that New Year's Day in Castlecomber at the Willie Race come along and enjoy it uh, Mark Milligan Happy New Year my friend and to you, and um, thanks to everyone who's listened and supported us throughout the year. It's been my, obviously, my first year on the Final Film podcast, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it, and I thoroughly enjoy getting all the feedback from people on, on Twitter as well who enjoy listening to my inane ramblings. They're never inane. They're incredibly entertaining, which is why you're on the show, and I, I'm delighted to have you on board. I'm, I'm enjoying working with you. Um we had 1.4 million downloads of the Final Forum podcast year to date. Uh, thanks to Spotify. 71% of those in the United Kingdom. That's a million. 290,000, 21% in Ireland. Then United States for 3%. Australia, 1%. Shout out to Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Um, Spain, New Zealand, Canada, Sweden, Germany. So expats. Racing jurisdictions, racing fans. You're amazing listeners. All of you are, are absolutely incredible. And it means the world to us that the show's doing so well. Thank God. Touch your wood. Uh, and please, God, 
we've got some big things planned for next year and hopefully you'll enjoy the content. Uh, I think the Christmas reviews are going to be a lot of fun. Mark is on one of them. We're splitting them into novices and the open company races. So the championship horses and the championship novices is what we're going to look back on. We'll mix in some handicaps there as well. There's so much to get stuck into from the Christmas racing. There's so much to look back on and we'll do so in the company. Mark Milligan, Darren McGrath, Barry Call from Petdack, uh, Paddy Aspel, Dennis O'Regan is along as well. It's going to be packed shows. We're recording all of those on Tuesday. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and lots more content, stable tours, interviews, and some competitions. It's some pretty cool content coming out. So I hope you're enjoying the content. Really appreciate you spending so much time with us. Um, I hope you have a terrific New Year's. I, I hope you're looking forward to the New Year's Day racing, and New Year's Eve racing for that matter as well. The racing on New Year's Day and the racing for 2023 looks fantastic too. Um, and hopefully you will be alongside us for all we're looking forward to. Uh, from Mark Milligan and from myself, Happy New Year. Stay safe. See you in Castlecomer New Year's Day. Safe be well. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by BetDAC. Get 0% commission on all sports for 100 days when you join BetDAC.com. New customers only, terms and conditions apply. And by All About Sunday, the ownership experience where you can own three racehorses for only £18.99 per month. Visit AllAboutSunday.com to get involved today.